Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on? I feel like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. Mojo will be with us in just a few minutes, but there was an absolutely huge boxing match that went down over the weekend, and this man right there, uh, he's always, he's at all the biggest fights, two-time welterweight champion, Sean Porter. Sean, brother, how are you? I don't know how I keep getting to these fights. I just end up there. (laughs) You're busy. (laughs) Busy, man. Loving it. Sean, what was it? First of all, what was it like? It felt like there was a ton of energy in the building before we even get to what happened inside the ring. But it, it felt felt charged up in there. That is the number one thing that I like about going to fights is the energy around the room. I'm always I always know something's going to jump off at some point. And I know I think maybe two or three times while I'm commentating, we could hear things going on behind us. We security see security running and things like that. But, man, it makes it all worth it because that energy I have not been to the Super Bowl. That was close to something. I know that had to be close to the Super Bowl just the other night. Nate Diaz, like, filled that arena up. Everybody thought people were there to see Jake Paul. They were there for Nate Diaz. (laughs) That's crazy, Sean. So you've obviously you've you've been a competitor in some of the biggest fights that we've seen over the last decade, obviously working this one. You've been as a spectator to fights. I mean, this this really was as big or if not bigger than any of the, the previous fights that you have either been a part of in some way? This was just as big as Mayweather and McGregor. Wow. Just as big. I think the I think the stadium was smaller, if I'm not mistaken. But I mean, I when when Nate Diaz walked, the crowd was so loud, I put my head down. I was like, wow, I've never heard anything like this before. I I never heard anything like that before. And it was, and, and the other cool part about it, it was fun from beginning to end. I mean, I think it was safe to say, Nate, we knew Nate wasn't going to win after the first round. Right. But MMA fans, man, they show up, they show out, they have a lot of fun, and they are extremely loud. And I, I was loving it. Talk to me now about the fight. Uh, you know, the, the first round, Jake comes out and dominates. He, I think he probably w- wins one, two, and three. Nate has a good fourth round, make things a little ugly. Obviously, yeah. the fifth with the knockdown. It, I, to, in, to me, and tell me if I'm wrong, it, at times, Jake seemed a little gassed later in the fight. It just, overall, I mean, like you just said it. Like, it just was an interesting, fun yeah. fight to watch. The first round, it was like, okay, Jake, this is going to be quick. I, which, I, thought I, too. I thought it was going to, this is what I thought all along. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is going according to plan. Yeah. But Nate Diaz, I mean, I thought that between the poundings that he had taken in the UFC and then him not being a true boxer, that between not being, having true love and interest in doing this, yeah. and then as old as he is, I was like, a couple rounds. I mean, he's walking around the ring. He's looking at fans. That dude, Nate Diaz, is the guy. And somebody said something the other night. They said he he is, he knows how to lose right. And what, what what he meant by that was 
He knows how to lose in a way that makes you feel like, yo, he was so fun to watch. I don't even give a damn that he didn't perform or that he lost, you know? Yeah. Um, when the knockdown came, I was like, okay, um, we're about to find out who Jake Paul is now at this yeah. point as a fighter. I gave Jake a C on the night. And the reason why I gave him a C on the night is because you have to start getting to a point where now, not only are you connecting and knocking people down, but now you know how to finish. And we can see that he still does not know how to finish. Nothing wrong with that. This kid is still learning on the job, you know? Um, but nonetheless, man, it's still, there were the narratives, the entire fight. It was like, there was something to talk about after every round. And as a commentator, man, it made it fun for me. What does Jake need to do? What he wants to fight boxers. I even heard him bring up Canelo's name again. So putting that aside now, because obviously understanding who Canelo Alvarez is, but if he wants to fight guys who are not retired MMA fighters and are strictly boxers, and he wants to reach a championship level, what what does he need to improve on? And do you think it is actually possible? I, I, I respectfully am going to say I don't think he can make it to the, the world championship level against fighters who are completely legitimate, right. young, youthful, experienced, the whole nine. Right. What I would suggest Jake do, does is continue to fight who he's fighting. Again, he's learning on the job. Yeah, right. he's getting a two-month training camp in, but that energy inside of the ring is way different than every day at camp and training and sparring. Right. You know, so he has to get more experience in fight situation experience and um, he looked at me before that first round, before that fight started. And when he looked at me, I said, stay calm, stay calm. Because I understand that you have to, when you knock a guy down, if you're calm, you're able to see. And and, and it slows down. Right. And you're able to find what you need. But you knock a guy down, you're too excited, you're exhilarated, the whole nine. Now you're moving too fast and you don't see it and it doesn't, you, it doesn't come, you know, so... When I say, hey, man, calm down, what fighter with experience, they know, hey, this fight starts, I got to be calm. But then when that knockdown comes, they know, hey, I have to be calm right here and I can find it, you know. So he's still got a little ways to go. Um, I certainly would not suggest he get in the ring with Canelo Alvarez. I don't think Canelo Alvarez would suggest he get in the ring with him. But I don't think that fight will ever happen. But I can see Jake eventually saying, hey, I need a quote-unquote an established boxer, and there's no telling who or when that'll be. I enjoy when he gets in the ring. I think it's fun along the way. And uh, you give me a couple more of these uh, Nate Diaz-type fights, and I'm fulfilled, man. This was fun the other night. I, I, yeah, I could not agree more. Uh, Sean, thank you so much. I, I appreciate your insight, as always, and um, I'm sure we'll talk next big boxing match. That, yes, that sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I will be there. <laughs> It's absolutely incredible. Of course, that was Lionel Messi over the weekend. Scoring, it's amazing. Scoring his seventh goal mojo in just four games. Add to it, uh, he also has an assist 
and he has taken what was the worst team in the entire MLS mojo, and they are, are just nonstop. They are on a tear. They have not lost since the uh, soccer icon, the soccer god, began playing. Uh, it, it's, it's incredible, Mojo. It really is. I, I don't know that we've seen anything like this before ever in the MLS. But, Mojo, don't take my word for it because, uh, admittedly, I am not a soccer expert. But somebody who is is uh, Taylor Twillman. Taylor Twillman, of course, was a uh, former player who is now uh, the lead voice for Apple as uh, their MLS coverage. He's basically been following around Lionel Messi since he got to uh, Southern Florida, Mojo. We talked to him about just what – just the magnitude of Messi and how great he has been since he got to Miami. Here's Taylor. What's interesting is I think the Hollywood script writers are on strike and yet someone wrote a script for Apple TV for Lionel Messi and Inter Miami and he's delivering it. It's amazing that for anyone that just started to pay attention to Messi, they're going to think every single time he steps up to take a free kick, it's going to go into the back of the net. Now, the interesting part to all of this is it started with Bend It Like Beckham, now it's bend it for Beckham because Lionel Messi is playing for David Beckham's franchise in Miami. He's been unreal when it comes to these set pieces, but this one six, seven hours ago, as it's early in the morning here in Dallas, that one is going to be difficult to beat because that was a comeback. That was last second. Again, you get the first one for the game winner against Cruz Azul, but this one again, after being down three, one, four, two, to tie the game, to go to penalties? Dear Lord. I mean, he's absolutely right here, Babcock. I mean, I don't know if anybody would dispute that. I mean, when you sign a player to a contract that big, when you expect a player like that to come in and more or less be the savior of the entire league, I mean, what player can possibly live up to hype that big. I mean, Messi is just dominating the game right now. He has been worth every single penny and more. I think this is going to have such a huge effect on American soccer going forward. Just the amount of players, young players who might say, hey, I'm going to get into the sport because you are literally watching the guy who a lot of people believe is the greatest player uh, to ever play this game, period. Period. And that includes Pele, Diego Maradona, and anybody else you want to talk about. Uh, all right, Mojo, we, we have one more before we go. I'll be quick here. Uh, not the only soccer story over the weekend. Obviously, the United States women's national team, a hugely disappointing World Cup. They lost on Sunday, Mojo, to Sweden. They are sent home. The earliest they have ever been sent home in a World Cup tournament. This is the team who was looking to make history. They had won the previous two World Cups. They were looking to win a third straight, something that no team has ever done. And uh, neither now has the United States, unfortunately. Uh, while we were on with Taylor, we also talked to him about this epic disappointment and what it means for women's soccer and where they go from here. I think this is a watershed moment for the U.S. women. I took some criticism about six years ago when I said when the football and countries and nations around the world put their resources, but more importantly, their brains behind it, the gap's going to be closed. And everyone thought I was crazy. I get it. They've won the last two World Cups. I get that. But everything for the U.S. women's been relying upon fitness and athleticism. In this World Cup, technical, tactical, they were completely outdone. It was obvious. And this women's World Cup has exposed the failure of the United States women to develop. 
And this generation, I think, did not carry on the mentality. Winning comes first. Everything else is secondary. And I think some of that criticism has been correct on that. So there it is, Mojo. He says things have got to change here going forward, or we're about to fall behind the rest of the world. Uh, I mean, I, I agree. Things have got to change. We had the most disappointing World Cup ever. But I don't know, man. I, I think this was a little steep. The, some very strong criticism here. Yep. Fact of the matter is th that we won the last two. You know, Carly Lloyd's comments that we previously covered. In the end, it looks like she turned out to be completely accurate with what she was saying. But... You know, hopefully our women can get it together for the next one. A dis disappointing season could have been worse. But uh, as far as falling behind to the rest of the world after winning the previous two, I don't know if we're there just yet. Coming up next on PNC Sports, could an injury derail the Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg MMA fight? Well, yeah, there's a chance because the... Twitter owner says that he may actually need surgery on his neck. And if he does, there's not going to be any fight. We'll explain next GMC Sports. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike and Mojo. Mojo, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg. These guys, they still don't like each other, and they still want to fight each other, Mojo. Uh, yes, of course, we've been talking about this for weeks. There was a time where it looked like this thing was actually going to happen August 26th. That did not happen. It never materialized. But the guys are still talking about fighting each other. And as a matter of fact, over the weekend, they were going back and forth with one another about whose platform. Would it be Twitter slash X? Or would it be threads and Instagram that would actually broadcast the fight? So Mojo, conversation started there and then it morphed into their training regimens. And both guys uh, a little peek into where they are as far as this fight's concerned. So Elon Musk said, I'm lifting weights throughout the day preparing for the fight. Don't have time to work out, so I just bring them to work. So he is lugging his weights to work with him, Elon Musk is, <laughs> uh, Mojo. And then you had uh, Mark Zuckerberg responding, I'm ready today. I suggested August 26th when he first challenged, but he hasn't confirmed not holding my breath. So Mojo, we get that. And then we hear what could be the biggest threat, in my opinion, to this fight actually not happening. Musk, exact date is in flux. I'm getting an MRI on my neck and upper back tomorrow. May require surgery before the fight can happen. We'll know this week. Mojo, I, I know you know injuries so much better than I do and have been through serious injuries before. 
it seems like if he needs some sort of surgery, and especially if it's on an area as delicate as the neck, where this fight might not actually happen then after all. I mean, if we're talking about neck or back or any other kind of major surgery, I mean, we're at least two years away from this right. fight. I mean, by the time he, he gets this one done and rehabs completely and right. then starts to train, it's not like Elon is a trained fighter and he just has to get back in cardio or, right. you know, strength shape. I mean, this guy has to learn how to compete as well. And don't forget that all the while, Zuckerberg will just be continuing right. to hold his craft, already coming in more trained than Elon. So if that's the fact... I don't know if this fight even makes sense for Elon. Two years of training with no injuries for Zuck while while Elon's out. That's a lot of obstacles for just being a bit bigger and heavier, uh, you know, to, to overcome for him. Yeah, and, and Mojo, too, what about the age? Elon Musk is already 52 years old as we sit here today and talk. And right, if you're talking about him being 53 or 54, I mean, you don't get better as a fighter as you inch closer to senior citizenship, you know? And to talk about the one thing we haven't yet, which, in my opinion, was always the biggest question coming out of this, the most important question even, was where are you going to air this thing? I mean, yes. you got Twitter, you got Facebook, Instagram, right. all the social medias. These guys own their own. I mean, where do you put this thing? Who's going to concede on that matter? In my mind, I always figured they would just work something out so it would air on all the social platforms. Right. I mean, that was really going to muddy the waters if you're doing it that way. But yeah, I mean, who's going to give way on that? I, I don't see anyone giving up that. No, I, I don't either. I think they'd probably do something. Speaking of Jake Paul and Nate Diaz, like uh, the fight this past weekend, which was on DAZN and ESPN+. Plus. So I think you'd probably have to do something like that because you're right. Neither guy is going to give way to the other guy hosting the fight on their platform, especially when this entire fight in the beef started because they are fighting about each other's platforms. If this video gets 75,000 likes, I will buy this package and compete one-on-one -on -one versus Andre. We smash that. I'm dedicating this video and the 1v1 that I play against Andre Drummond to all the haters out there that said, oh, he's never getting 75,000 likes. I mean, bro thinks he's relevant. Um, I set that goal because it costed me $448. But yeah, the 1v1 is booked this Sunday. Be there. That was a TikToker named Sean who... Uh, threw out a challenge. He said, hey, look, if I get uh, 75,000 likes on this video, I will buy a ticket to the great Andre Drummond's basketball camp. Of course, Andre Drummond, the uh, longtime NBA All-Star, now a member of the Chicago Bulls. He said, uh, look, I'll put the money out there. I will go to Andre Drummond's camp, and I will play the near seven-footer, one of the best big men of this generation, in a game of one versus one. Question is, how did that game go, Mojo? Well, thankfully, we have some video. Here is the funeral of Danger Cat. <laughs> hey, look, Mojo, I'll tell you, uh, you know, as somebody who stood next to Andre Drummond before, Sean looked pretty big, and he looked like he could play basketball. But there are, as they say, there are levels to this, Mojo. <laughs> there are levels to this. Yeah, we just saw all the levels with that one. <laughs> I was wondering how this guy was able to score a one-on-one -on -one game with Andre Drummond for only $300. <laughs>
he got a ticket to his camp. All right. Yes. Now it makes sense. Yes. It was more of a charity thing yes. than anything. Of course, there was no charity given whatsoever in that one-on-one game. <laughs> I, I agree with you that height-wise, they matched up more decently than maybe yes. I would have assumed here. But, yeah, when it came to actually throwing down, we, we do have the head <laughs> broke down. But I got to think, Babecock, if you're a content creator – this probably couldn't have gone any better yeah. for you. I mean, it went viral. I had never yeah. heard of this kid before we're talking Me about neither. him right now. So that right there is a measure of mission accomplished. <laughs> Roger, we are just about out of time. I cannot, though, uh, I can't let uh, this uh, show end without giving you a shout out. You, of course, nailed that Jake Paul, Nate Diaz prediction mojo. We both thought Jake was going to win, but I thought knockout seventh round. I was holding my breath. When the seventh rolled around, it did not happen for Jake, and it, it went to the uh, the scorecards, Mojo, and, and you nailed that. Unanimous decision for Jake Paul. Thank thank you for the props, Babcock. Obviously, I'm I'm never wrong. I never. always know what I'm talking about exactly. Yep. Yep. I always get these right, um, except last <laughs> week when I went 0 for 2. But uh, for now, I was all on it. Jake Paul, unanimous decision, bro. You were close, though. You did pick Jake. You just said knockout. Right. I should have listened to you. Uh, I was wrong. Mojo was right. Uh, Mojo, we have got to go, though. Speaking of Jake Paul, Nate Diaz, tomorrow we have one of the best boxers in the entire world that is going to join us. Of course, you know that man right there, Shakur Stevenson, the undefeated champion. We're going to talk to Shakur, of course, about Bud Crawford, his mentor. We're also going to talk about what Shakur has coming next. Could it be Vasily Lomachenko? Could could it be Devin Haney? A lot going on with Shakur. And last but not least, we are going to ask, what does one of the best boxers in the world feel about Jake Paul's skill? And does this guy actually have any talent inside that squared circle? So Shakur Stevenson tomorrow, a bunch of other big stuff, Mojo. Should be a great show. Oh, man, getting all the questions in the boxing Everything. world answered tomorrow. Should that cop make tomorrow... The best show since today.